Welcome to the Rise of Revitalize podcast, where we give you short, simple messages to help you become the best that you can be. I hope everybody is doing amazing. I'm going to write, get right into it today with a story. And the story is about Bob. And it takes place in 1979. And Bob is working for a company called the Wild World of Sports. And as part of Bob's job at this company, and he's not very high up, he has to cover the most significant, important sports events across the globe. Now, in 1979, a world record was broken in the mile, uh, running the fastest mile. It was set by Sebastian Coe in Oslo, Norway. Very significant. Now, Bob, he had a team under him. He was working with a bunch of people and, and him and his team through a series of unfortunate events and some mistakes that happened. They weren't able to secure the airing rights for the Wild World of Sports to cover this race. So they didn't catch this world record. Now this happened on the weekend and Bob had to come to the office on Monday. And to give you some context here, Bob had a very, very difficult boss. His boss's name was Ruin. And this man was just known to be such a hard perfectionist. Not showing a lot of compassion to his subordinates under him. Just a couple weeks before, you know, one of the the first exchanges Bob had with with Ruin is they crossed each other in the hallway and they, you know, shared some pleasantries, I guess you could call it. And, and Rune asked Bob how he was doing. He said, oh, just trying to keep my head above water. And Rune looked at him, kind of an angry expression and said, well, I guess you better get a longer snorkel then and walked away. So this Bob is having a really hard time winning the, the favor of his boss and moving up in this company. And there's then this meeting on Monday morning and Bob knows he's probably going to get it, right? Rune's going to ask, well, whose fault is this? And that's exactly what happened. They're, you know, discussing these important topics in the meeting and, and Rune finally gets to this race in Norway and he's, he's just irate. He's angry. He said, I want to know who is responsible for missing this. And the room is silent and all of a sudden Bob puts his hand up and he says, it's my fault. It's my fault and we missed the race. And the room went dead silent again. And Ba and Ruin, once I rate, seemed to calm down slightly. And he just moved on to the next topic. Now after the meeting, Bob explains he had several people come up to him and say, I can't believe you did that. Bob said, What do you mean? Well, no one ever takes ownership. No one ever takes the blame. No one does that. And Bob went on to say that this was a massive turning point in his career. Because from that moment on, he was treated different by Rune, with higher regard. It was as if he trusted him more, respected him more. Think about that for a second. I mean, Bob, he made a mistake. He missed one of the most important important sporting events of that year, perhaps that decade. And yet by taking ownership, Rune thought more highly of him. If you don't know the Bob I'm talking about, it's Robert Iger. Which, If you're not familiar with that name, he became the CEO of Disney. He was the CEO of Disney for almost 15 years. And at the peak of his career, he was making almost $70 million a year, commanding this company of almost 200000 employees. Exceptional, exceptional man. 
and I've just started reading his book. And I just thought that was such a significant story and something I can relate to so much because it's a, a paradigm shift you know, I've made recently becoming an entrepreneur. And I, I really think what Bob or Robert is, is talking about in this story, and it's such an important leadership skill, an important life skill, something that has certainly changed my life and I know it can change yours. And it's the concept of extreme ownership, extreme ownership. If that's sounding familiar, it's actually a, a now famous leadership book that came out, I believe just a couple of years ago by a retired Navy SEAL, Jocko Wilnick. And it's a phenomenal book. And Jocko starts the book talking about one of his experiences in Ahmadi, Iraq in 2006. It's a similar story. You know, to set the landscape here, it's a terrible time in Iraq. The streets are ruled and controlled by terrorists. And you have these U.S. Marines, friendly Iraqi soldiers and, and SEALs patrolling the streets, trying to get the city under control. And as the chaos of war rolled in, there was gunfire, attacks, and in the fog of war, through a series of mistakes, bad judgments, and just bad luck, a horrendous fight, gunfight broke out. But Jock says in his book, unfortunately, tragically, this fight wasn't between the Marines and the terrorists. This fight was between the Marines and the Marines. Friendly fire, the most horrific thing that can happen in battle. And some Marines were badly wounded. One friendly Iraqi soldier lost his life. And it was this terrible tragedy for the U.S. military. Jocko talks about it in his book. After the mission, of course, all of the soldiers that survived were put into a room and the higher-ups in the military, again, were just irate. How did this happen? How could this happen? And Jocko was the commanding officer on the mission, and, and one of his, his men rose his hand and said, it was my fault. You know, I, I didn't radio in the location of my unit soon enough, which is why that other unit opened fire on us. And someone from the other unit said, no, it's my fault because I should have you know, double-checked with home base before we opened fire. And another man rose his hand. He said, no, it's my fault because we also didn't radio in where we were. And so all these men had raised their hands saying that it was their fault because they played some role in the mission that ultimately led to this failure. But then Jocko stood up as the leader and he said, no, it's my fault. I was the leader. I am responsible for all of you. I set the standard. I set our quality of excellence. It's my fault. And I take responsibility for this. And I will fix it. And we will ensure this never happens again. That's how Jocko set the tone of his book. And it's a phenomenal leadership book. I would recommend it to anyone. And this concept, since finding it, has really changed so much for me. Because there were so many times in my life where I approached situations as the victim. Where maybe there was a screw up at work, 
to screw up in my business or my personal life. And it's so easy sometimes to blame it on other people, right? Or something doesn't go your way. Well, it's not my fault. He didn't do his job, right? This project didn't go as planned. It went over budget, but you know what? It's not my fault because, you know, our vendor, you know, he didn't build the equipment quick enough. That relationship that failed, it wasn't my fault. He was a bad friend. He screwed me over. Think of how many times in a day or a month or a week we say things like that or we hear people say things like that, right? Not taking ownership for their actions, not taking responsibility. But here's the problem. That makes you a victim. That makes you powerless. And when you learn to take complete control for everything, extreme ownership, you approach life from a position of power, that there's always something you can do to improve the situation. Quoting from the book here, leaders must own everything in their world. There is no one else to blame. That is true leadership. True leadership, extreme ownership. And I see this so often in my business because, you know, when you're running a, a beverage company or consumer package, consumer package good company, you rely on so many different vendors. You know, you rely on a manufacturer and a packaging supplier, distributors, retailers, stores. And almost every day something goes wrong somewhere along the line. And it would be so easy to just blame these things on our vendors. But if I do that, does that put me in a situation to help them? Does that put me in a situation to make things better? No. But if I take ownership, if I say it's my fault that those boxes were too small, they didn't fit our product, and some got damaged, because that happened. In our first 1,500 boxes that we ordered, they showed up too small. So mistake made you know, in the factory and in the design process. And it would have been so easy to point fingers, but after reading that book, I understood that it was my fault. I could have been more involved in the process. We didn't set the quality control systems in place to catch something like that. So how do we get better going forward? How do we prevent that from happening? You know, our first 10,500 packages that we ordered, 10,500, which as you grow... As a business, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when we were first starting out, I didn't even have the money to order those. I had to finance it through a line of credit. And on those 10,500 packages, the barcode that we used on them didn't scan. It was the wrong format. I could have blamed my designer, right? I could have blamed the package manufacturer for not catching this, but ultimately, it was my fault. I didn't check. I didn't have the quality control in place. And ever since implementing this into my life, I've noticed such a difference. I'm happier. I have less anxiety. I feel better. I believe my team respects me more. And I know I'm a better leader. Because I'm not approaching any situation from a position of powerless, a position of blaming others. It's my fault. I can fix it. I can do better. So that's my challenge to you this week. So really look, you know, really evaluate because I had to do this and it was a hard exercise. What parts of your life were you blaming others for? Parts of your life where you're not getting the results you want? Is it really someone else's fault? Or can you take ownership for that? 
Can you get better? Can you grow? I promise you, perhaps more than anything else, this concept will change your life, will make you a better leader, better person, help you grow. Hope you have an amazing week. Take ownership of everything. Thank you for listening.